<laughs> Girl, they're coming for the beans. They're coming for the beans. They're coming for the beans. First, they took away our liberty. Now, they're now it's a motherfucking. What are we going to do without the black beans? Welcome uh, back, everybody. It's I'm going to let you finish with Courtney and Amy. <laughs> Listening Party presents I'm going to let you finish. Hey, guys, we're back. New episode. Back. Um, they're coming for Goya. Mrs. Goya. Uh, well, now, what exactly happened? You know, there's so much in the cancel culture, i got to be honest with you, that um, I've just tuned okay, out of everything. Wait. I don't know. Basically, what's his face? Because we've made, oh, by the way, we have made a pledge that we're not mentioning two topics. And anyone who can guess what the two topics is that we're not mentioning, um, which means you have to listen to the show, will get absolutely nothing other than an undying love. It, it's going to be like one of those Facebook posts where you go, well, I want to see if you're reading this. Like, fuck you, I'm not. <laughs> Um, those anyway, so like don't those kill you it's always like i, I want to see and tag me back on this i'm like i'm not no, doing any of this and i read it, it. <laughs> yeah and i read it and fuck you okay if you actually are my friend you know that i don't want to read these things right. so like my mom is my mom has just joined facebook this season because you know her church has gone online and where the the service happens is on facebook live so now that she's right. new to facebook She's in the new phase of, you know, the chain. I've sent you this blessing, passed it oh, on yeah. the seven people. I'm yeah. like, okay, we're at that phase of it. All right, guys. Yeah, we're at that phase. <laughs> uh, all right, so basically the president of Goya, whatever, uh-huh. uh, at the White House yesterday, uh, whatever, and uh, gave some speech where he basically was like, oh, oh my God, Lord. this is the greatest guy in the history of mankind, blah, 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 blah. <sighs> so, you know, it was like – we how how you know everybody assumes that all people of color and Latinos and Hispanics are going to be liberal. This guy yeah no we're not a monolithic group of people we're not. Well this guy is rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean mm-hmm. rich is different and he's an American citizen so the idea of what's going on in the border doesn't personally affect him if that was the conversation and um, not for nothing as horrible what happened in with Maria it may not have affected him I'm sure he lives in a really nice place and then well, again Latinos are a lot of not a monolithic group there are a lot of Latinos that are very conserv- are. Are very conservative because you know a lot of it's based around religion. So there are a lot of Latinos and Latino groups that are Republican and conservative. Listen, I used to well, work in the- Texas. I was around a lot of conservative Latin Latin folks who, you know, well, everybody would automatically yeah. assume, well, you know, clearly you're liberal, and they weren't. Yeah. No, 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 of course. Yeah, no, I'm just saying what nobody is monolithic, but the point yeah. Anyway, so whatever this guy is, he's... They're not, but the way they talk about us, we all are. Like, when you hear the way they talk about Latins and Blacks, it's always like, we're all Democrats, we're all this thing. And it's like, well, that's not... Like, it's very weird how we just get lumped into this. Well, well, Black people are all this, they're all poor, they all grow up, everybody... It's like, that's not the case. Well, they do that actually with every group because they think that all Jews are Democrats and liberals and support Israel, and they think that all women vote on women's issues only. And it, well, they just do it. I mean, it's across the board. So now, what you uh, said, there's also a scandal with the Jews right now because I guess Deshaun Jackson made a comment about Jewish something about the Jews on Twitter, and people are really upset. And now Julian Elliman wants to take them like to the Holocaust Museum. The try, it's like a thing going. Like people are saying, listen, right now. Listen, we're not going to get into all of this, people, but the world has gone ape shit, and the divide and conquer has worked. All of us subgroups, they have divided everybody. We're fighting each other while the rich people are sitting back laughing, just getting richer and richer and richer. Wake up. Vote in November. People being anti-Semitic does not even big surprise, you know. (laughs) No, but the thing is, but the thing is, there was a time where... You know, it was almost like being a racist and anti-Semitic. They were hiding in the back. And now everybody just feels like, oh, well, it's open season. I can just say what the fuck ever I want to say. And that's it. It's crazy. Yes, it is. Like the country's burning down and the Trump's talking hey. about Bubba Wallace. I know, I know. I just have to say. It's like NASCAR fucking found 11 garages 
that had the hang down pulley. Only one was shaped like a noose, and that was in Bubba's garage. That's all I'm going to say. How come none of the other 11 had that same knot? Just that one. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. And speaking of white people and craziness, Lady Antebellum. All right, first off, I just want to say that I have a new name for them. I saw two names, one I made up and one I saw. So the first name I think they can go for is Lady Karen. (laughs) No. And then the other one I saw, which I did not come up with, but I have been given permission on the interwebs to steal it. Uh I'm a ghostwriter for this. Lady Anty BLM. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one, right? On a lighter note, if you're a white woman and your actual name is Karen. <laughs> I, you know, the only people I know named Karen are black. I, all the Karens I know are black. <laughs> you mention it. I really but if, do. I could go if, down a list of Karens. If you're I a white like woman this. named Becky or Karen right now, is yeah, your life hell? Yeah, it's time to go. Yeah, it's time to go. Yeah, well, I mean, anyway. how yeah, do they so not what, what, find a way to make this deal? Okay, they they come back and be like, they want ten million. It's like you negotiate, you figure out a way to share well, the name. Well, here's the deal. Here's here's what the latest controversy is. All right, so Lady Antebellum in one of the like, really? We had a racist name. We didn't know. So in that whole <laughs> week and a half, you know, that whole week and a half, where suddenly white people are like, really? There's racism. That's terrible. So they did that whole, like, I'm working to change. We want to have a dialogue. FYI, Damon Young, um, our uh, brother, who's, like, the funniest guy ever, has a hilarious editorial in Today's Times about, like, hey, like, when I'm going out for ice cream, I really don't want to discuss racism. Can you just right. get my ice cream, please? Anyway, so Lady Antebellum had this big, like, reckoning moment, and we want to have a dialogue, and blah, 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 blah. So they said they were going to call themselves Lady A, which has sort of been a nickname the group has been called by their fans because their fans are probably too stupid to say the whole word there I said it. But anyway, and so they say, I wrote this down, they say that they've had that trademark since 2010. Now, there's a singer named Anita White who has been performing as Lady A since 1987. And she's like an indie artist, like she's a blues singer, right? But she's a black woman. So she's a black indie artist who, how the hell is she going to know that Lady Antebellum trademarked Lady A in 2010? She's in Seattle. They're in Nashville. So anyway, now Lady Antebellum, or whatever the fuck they're called, are coming after Lady A saying she cannot continue to use that name. And so... No, 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 no. That's that's not what the suit says. That's, that's, we got to have, we have to put correct information out there. That is not, that's, that's not correct. What happened was they were agreeing to both use the name and they thought everything was great and they were going to coexist with this name. And they're saying that for the use of the name that they're saying Anita's people came and they want Tend to be paid ten million dollars. Oh right, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. Okay. And so that okay. changes it. And so now the fight has become about money. Saying that right. she she said I built this name, blah blah blah. But if they own the trademark, which is where it gets weird. If they trademark this name, and they've had that trademark for years, you know, you own it. But I really wish that this just hadn't become so public. And just find a way to make it work. Listen, the Chicks changed their name to the Chicks. There's an Australian band called the Chicks. When they put out their statement talking about we're changing our name, they, they're thanking them for graciously letting them share the name right. with them because they're both going to use the name, which means the deal was worked out. So this, I'm mad at Lady Antebellum be as, as this bigger act, like filing this suit. It's like, y'all find a way to work this shit out. Well, it's so, also... Of course. I mean, that's definitely key to it. And the other thing is, is just the, the optics of it. If the whole reason they changed their name was in this, like, you know, you know, we're having this great moment of white reckoning, and the <laughs> person they've decided to take to the mat is a, a, a black woman, it's like you kind of just undercut the uh, whole, like, that's white supremacy right there. Like, I right. have the financial means to bury you. So, right. Yeah, so that's 
Dixie Chicks doing what they did is, well, first off, Dixie Chicks have a much better, you know, legacy. But, you know, they acknowledge the other group. And, I'm, you know, maybe they slipped them some money or maybe that other group wasn't playing. No, I'm sure no, I'm sure they did it the right way. It's like if you're sharing a name, you, there's some money exchange, a deal was made. That's all legal paperwork because this is, this is yeah. not kid stuff. This And their people should have been going back and forth. It's like, honestly, would I pay somebody $10 million? I probably wouldn't either. But I'm sure there's a number they can settle on yes, that would have been all right before there is a lawsuit. And now you're making this ugly and putting out this statement, which to me was just kind of, well, that just you might as well just keep Lady fucking Antebellum. I mean, like, come on. Yeah, exactly. Why, exactly. why do we all know time. about this? We shouldn't know about right. this. Figure well, it out. Yeah, you've just completely stepped on your own message. You completely, you're doing this out of the goodness of your white hearts, and now you're like, oh, but while we're at it, we're going to crush you. Right. <laughs> but but uh, duo album, that's what I say, duo album. Yeah. I'm like, can you, eat? whatever. It's just, I cannot <laughs> believe we discussed this the last time. I can't, it would be like having a band called, Lady, Lady Auschwitz. You couldn't figure <laughs> out that Auntie Bellum was a bit. Like, uh, come on, you know. Come it's on. all missing. <laughs> it's all so dramatic right now. Everything is so fucking. Dramatic. But how do you not? No, I mean seriously. I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm not, you know, jumping on this band. But it's like there are just certain things that people know are bad. And how are you raised in the South not knowing? Ooh, I guess listen, we all we all love, we all love the fucking Dukes of Hazard for years, and listen, they drove the General no, Lee, me. which was I a never, giant I, Confederate flag, and RuPaul in, in, in as racial tensions and Tu Wong Fu when she comes down to the beginning, her gown is the Confederate flag. You know, so there's a lot of listen. We talk about this all the time. Things change, meanings change, right? When I was young, yeah. calling somebody queer was a bad thing. That right. was like, that was the same as calling somebody a faggot. It was the same thing. And now it's been, the word's been taken back and it's used in a different way. I it's also confusing. There's no room for nuance in 2020, which is very surprising to me because there used to be people got the nuance of something. Now, no room for nuance. It's, uh, it's very well, black and white. Yeah. Well, there's no room for nuance and this kind of leads into our next thing. There's no room for nuance. Because, well, A, people, a lot of younger people lack critical analytical skills, and mm. all of our discussions are taking place on social media. Right. And there cannot be nuance on social media because there's no right. inflection. You can't sit there and go, oh, I meant this when I'm actually just typing it out. So right. speaking of that, <laughs> um, Hamilton, maybe you've heard of it, little little indie puppet well, show. Oh, wait, before we get to that, that's TV, let's talk about Mariah, because then oh, Hamilton. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. okay, here's the thing. It's the book I didn't know I needed until I Ooh, knew I needed it, which was yesterday. I, listen, I worked at Columbia. I saw a lot of shit. Things were really, I just, some strange shit happened. It was really a bug out some of the things that I that I saw happen as far as her. And just watching her, like, she's a really cool lady. And seeing her in some situations and then seeing her in situations with her ex-husband, it was almost like seeing two different people. And what, years were you, what years were you there? I started... Like I, I started interning during probably the run of Music Box. Okay, and what singles do that? Just what music boxes, any music boxes, dream lover, anytime okay. you need a friend, all okay. the way through Rainbow, Funny, right? which okay. was Rainbow, which is the last album on on Columbia before she left and went to Virgin. Okay. So it was. I saw a lot of shit. The biggest time that had the most fuckery was Butterfly, which is when she was getting a divorce. And then a lot of fucked up shit started happening. And it was really obvious, and it was really crazy. So I'd like to hear from her perspective what was happening. Because I know what it appeared like from one side, and it was really kind of, for lack of a better word, 
it's like it almost seemed a little sabotage Yeah. You know? Well, I think, well, there's a couple things with her. I mean, the thing with Mariah is that, um, first off, there, I mean, they, she, she or her people decided to work with Michaela Angela Davis, who is mm-hmm. a friend of mine, and I'm sure you know Michaela as well. Mm-hmm. Michaela is not a fluff writer. Michaela is a woman who has spent the majority of her professional career, uh, empowering and working with young black women and young women of color. So this is not going to be like your typical sort of, you know, glossing over things. So when you're, when you're pulling in someone like Michaela, not that it's going to be like some political book, but you're definitely thinking of going in a certain way. And one of the things that was always really notable about Mariah in the beginning was that they really, they being the label, really downplayed to the point of denying that she was black. Oh, yeah, they always, man. They always played up. I think I told you the story that I was hired to do a bio for one of her early albums, and they wanted to make it edgy. And I said, well, should I talk about her being black? And they said, well, <laughs> that's just apocryphal. No one's black. I mean, she's something you can look at her and tell something about her. right so they always did like the prince thing where like he was italian and he had a white mother or something like that. okay and oh and yeah the fact that was, right you know it was just bullshit and the fact that she was and the time okay you would know this did she have to sign an nda when she divorced tommy um there was uh i'm sure there was some sort of separation agreement it was something it, right I'm, there was, I'm sure there was something, but listen, I remember when we taped her, her, her home video, and like, he still, Tommy did not, this was the beginning of hip-hop artists getting on pop artist records. She's at the beginning of that, like, her and Mary J. Blige are at the beginning of that. Well, you know? Watley. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, I always forget about Friends. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. In, in the, in the late 80s. For you. And I yeah. feel for you. Yeah, that's let's true. Say, though. Let's, let's just... say Mariah, let's right. Say, all right, I see your point. Let's say that Mariah was definitely gearing as much R&B as she was. Yeah, but that, yeah, definitely but, yeah, working yeah. her pop. And, but when we taped that, ODB was there. He, they were never on the stage at the same time. She okay. did her part. Then they stopped. It was one of those tapings, you know, I... I like if we're going to do a taping, a live to tape, where you start, you stop, you get what you get. Right. This one was one of those start a song, stop, start, stop. So she does her part of fantasy. Then he comes out and does his part. They're never together. That's how right. much he was not trying to have her, like. Around the, around the black. It wasn't until Butterfly, when she felt free, and then she had, she had that, the Honey remix and fucking. Honey, right. That Q-tip did, right. And it was like Puppy and, and Puppy did it. And it was Puppy and Mace and all of those right. guys. And she and he just was like, I, that. And then the Roof video, which we weren't really allowed to really send to anybody, which was a great song. Everybody wanted the video. We couldn't send it to any of the. This is back when local video shows were, there was a gazillion of them across the country. And they really helped break records. Everybody wanted the video. We couldn't send it. Crazy. Well, all think, these different things. Yeah, and I think the other thing, besides from her early stuff, which is definitely, I think, going to be interesting, if she talks about it, but I think that she's a woman, and I noticed this when someone responded when I posted yesterday about mm-hmm. this. I think women are obviously much more marginalized in terms of their intelligence and their control, and the, that's the first reaction. Look, none of these celebrities write their own fucking books. Right. Let's just start with that, okay? Right. It's just it, very few... Very few people are so skilled in two fields that they can write, they can be a great artist and a great writer. It's not right. that easy. But the fact that the first response is, oh, yeah, sure, I'm sure she wrote this, oh, yeah. It, it, she may be flaky, she may be weird, but I think she's in control of her image, and I think she is not stupid, and she still has a career, and she's a songwriter. And I just and think, that's the part, yeah. You know, I'm like, listen, Mariah Carey's been writing her songs for a very long time. Why would you think she couldn't put pen to paper and, yeah. and you know, 
know how to write something. <laughs> yeah, I just resented that. I mean, I'm yeah. not saying it's going to – I just resent the idea that the first idea is that, oh, this is going to be some bullshit. For all we know, she might go into some really deep stuff or not. I'm assuming she will. But I just don't like this dismissive of, oh, it's Mariah Carey. She's not going to be able to write anything. I have a feeling you – know, I have a feeling – that Mariah Carey doing this book at 50, she's going to write yeah. her truth. Like, why? she doesn't need to do it. You know what I mean? Why do you and have, if, why and do you have 50, a siren going through your house? Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> welcome to New York, kids. There's always a siren. <laughs> but, yeah, and see how loud that shit is? That, that's a city. But, yeah, I think that um, she's, she's 50 years old. She's going, she's going to – She's going to – listen, if you've ever been around her and had a conversation with her, she's not a phony chick. Mariah, I think this is going to be a great book with a lot to say because a lot has been written about her, but she's never really said it. So, and like you said, she picked Michaela. Michaela's not coming along to just write some fluffy, fluffy poo-poo. Like, it's going to be a real book. Yeah, so I'm, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it on, on many levels. I knew it was coming just because I had heard that it was coming and I think it's going to be interesting. All right, so can we set, we'll, so, all right, so, um, Alexander Hamilton. Look, Hamilton is obviously, you know, beyond a Broadway play. It's a phenomenon. Um, It's been on Broadway since 2016. It was very much a product of the Obama era. Obviously, we were filled with, well, actually, it was off Broadway first. I have friends who saw it at the public. At the public, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, Disney Plus, which is like a channel I could have cared less about up until now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie Hamilton was filmed. It's not a movie. It's a filmed version of the play. And it right. was going to be released in theaters in like 2021. But because of everything that's going on, they said, fuck it. Let's just put it out. Let's stream it on an already existing platform. So it, it's streaming currently right now on Disney Plus. Um, it started July 3rd, you know, uh, Independence Day, blah, blah, blah. We literally do have a captive audience. Um, I watched it. I had never seen it on Broadway for various reasons, money, availability. People whose tastes I really trust really liked it. I have I have issues in terms of it be artistically, but I think that it's really, really good. The singing's great. What's The reason I wanted to talk about it or we wanted to talk about it, it's suddenly become, and this goes back to the whole social media thing, where everybody on social media thinks what they have to say is interesting. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? It's like, not really. I don't need to see your trick to how you're looking good during the pandemic. I don't give a fuck. But anyway, right? I mean, come on. Am I wrong? I mean, come on. Do I need to see I'm so over, mother... I'm just saying, I'm yeah. just so over Zoom yeah, concerts. Really I'm over care. people in their living room. I don't care about your yeah, pool. Yeah. I don't care about your don't ten care. dogs. Show I don't care about you look. Know. You're juicing. You're making something exciting. I don't, I don't care that you learned how to do your own hair. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. But anyway, so suddenly it seems it's become very cool to not like Hamilton. And there is that kind of like, oh, you know, I loved Radiohead until they actually sold records. And then I stopped liking them. So there is a little kind of like, I only listen to the rarities and the B-sides and the stuff that's sold in Botswana in small independent labels. But, um, look, as a piece of history, it's obviously not 100% accurate, right? It's not a documentary. I don't really care, though, what Lin-Manuel Miranda's father does for the Democratic Party, because that's been one of the criticisms. I don't really care. I don't care because I don't think it interferes with the art. The art itself is really, my opinion, good. And it's just become this kind of cool, oh, I never liked it. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's, I mean, I know that you, did you see it or you were offered a chance to see it? I, you know, this always shocks. This is always shocks people in French when I say it, that I've turned down tickets for Hamilton I don't know how many times. It's like, I, you know, I love the theater. I'm a theater guy. I go see everything. I don't want to see Hamilton. I've never wanted to see it. I still don't want to see it. I've listened to the music once. I was like, I don't really like this music. It just, it doesn't appeal to me. It it just doesn't. It still doesn't. You're making a a decision based on, 
aesthetics and taste, not yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, it's not, it has nothing to do with politics. It's just not a show that I want to see. I still don't want to see it. I am glad that people love it. I'm glad that people were sleeping outside and doing everything that they do, returning to the theater, bringing excitement to the theater. I really yeah. love that it had that moment of bringing excitement to Broadway and people were really coming for something and it was an event. And especially with that original cast, it was yeah. the thing oh to do. And, 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 and I love when, when Broadway has that sort of electricity, that show, because I think other shows benefit because, you know, people come to town, they want to try to get this one. You can't get tickets for this one. So they go see something else. And I think other things tend to benefit. But, um, yeah, I've seen the, all of the different debates about it, but at the end of the day, I'm like, guys, you're all debating it, but they already got what they wanted. You've already watched it. You've given them the number. So it's great that you hate it. Disney's like, thank you, though. We already have no, our number. We got what like, we need from you. No, but it's also like, I don't want to watch. It's, I don't know. Look, my feeling Listen, is... Listen, I'm always going to be the people who are very right. austere about everything, right? And everything right. is so like, oh, if, if we all like green, it's like, well, I never wear green. I don't like I green. There's always green. that person and those people who want to be the ones who are who anti just for the sake of being anti. Of being anti. Look, my feeling was my neighbor gave me his Disney Plus password, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which was very nice to him. Um, and you know what? It was like, why not? It's there. Right. It's two right. hours of my life. It's there. Um, you know, I had the same feeling about Fela. I love Fela's music, obviously, but a really good friend of mine said, you know, listen, it's Dance Africa with, like, <laughs> you know, with better staging. And with I the said, budget? With a budget, you know, and I have no problems with Dance Africa, but I was like, right. listen, if they had given me free tickets, as I told you, I am one of ten people in the United States who went to that horrible fucking Tupac musical. Oh God, I, I was can't reviewing it. believe I was reviewing you went to see that. <laughs> well, I, I was reviewing it. I was reviewing it, and all oh. I will say about that Tupac musical is that it was two and a half hours of air conditioning. It was some of the finest air conditioning mm-hmm. I have ever experienced. It was painful. So. No. That was like when we all went you know to see Spider Man the musical. Remember when Spider Man they tried to do Spider Man oh, on Broadway? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh we yeah. left it we left it intermission. We like, we oh. couldn't even we when the fat Spider Man landed in front of me, I was like, There's a short fat Spider Man that just landed in front of me. I'm done with this show. Yeah. Intermission came, we looked at each other, it was like five of us and we were like, you know, I don't even think I could sit and see first of all, throughout the first, whole first half, we were like this show doesn't even have a plot. What is this show about? It's about <laughs> I just feel like, I mean, ser- I mean, all, ser- I mean, all seriousness. I mean, unless it's like you know something just horrible, you have the opportunity to see something. It always, it never hurts. My problem is just this kind of reverse snobism of like, oh yeah, Hamilton. It's like, yes, we know it's not a documentary. We know there are flaws politically in it, but. Whatever. We, 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 you know, social media, there you go, social media. Somebody thinks what you have to say is interesting and it's really not that interesting. But it's mm. cool that it's on TV. And one of the things that you and I have been discussing is because we both love TV because TV is, is just the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously one of the t- this thing that's going on disease wise is limiting what television is going to be because there's going to be a whole generation of kids who think that interviews are done remotely. Right. (laughs) So I know that like, like the reality shows, like the Bravo shows, when they have their little confession moments, everything's being done in people's homes. Right. Well, Um, well, right. Well, that's only like the watch what happens lives and stuff. Everything else has completely come to halt because you think about it, what their, their shows are all about, Summer house, people putting a house together. Right, uh, all those right. real housewives, that shit doesn't work. It's all about them being at different parties and like there's none of that shit is happening and Hampton's events and all of that. So. Oh, you know, Ramona Singer was at that party. Of that Ramona Kimberly. Singer is at the opening of an she's envelope. She's a fucking Republican. Oh, a Republic. yeah, no, no, no. She's she a big time Republican, of course. Of course but she was she at is. that party where what's her face mm-hmm. had the, the thing, the topic we're not going to. But yes, yeah, so that is to me is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's but, like. So it's just, it's just like a full trash heap of trash. <laughs> Thank you. That's your motto for today. But it's just, it is going to be a 
interesting because, you know, I mean, aside from the economics of it, where obviously a lot of people are going to, you know, be out of work, which is obviously very bad, you know, and we've discussed this before, is how is it going to change the culture in terms of the way we absorb culture? How, right. you know, how are they going to film things? I mean, none, you know, until they have a vaccine, everybody's going to be, it's going to be sort of like, AIDS testing on porn zones, I guess, except that with an AIDS test, you know what to do not to get it. But it's just going to be really weird. So I'm assuming most of what we're seeing on TV now has obviously already been filmed. Uh, any show that yeah. involves travel, I know you're a survivor guy. I'm a 90-day yeah. fiancé girl. Those are done. How are they going to yeah, do that? They, they stopped they stop pre-production on some. There's an amazing race that's in the can that has not been seen, which I believe they're holding until fall, because you think about it, even like my friends who work in film and TV, they're starting to get phone calls and everybody's crewing up now for shows to start in August. Uh, you know, so that's all of the prep and the pre stuff, which means they're probably not going to film until September. So we're going to have a very late season of yeah. shows coming on TV. So anything you're seeing now has been in the can, which is why right. if you notice on Channel 5, they don't have any of their summer shows. All of the Gordon Ramsay stuff is all repeats. It's not a new master show. They didn't get to film anything. And I know for Bravo, they were supposed to start airing The Real Housewives of Potomac, and they held that because they know they don't have anything else, so that's probably coming in the fall. And they have a Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which is completely in the can. So that's being held probably until the fall because they're going to need to fill those those slots. But, yeah. Your show, 90 Day Fiance, it's going to be a long while before we see that because people can't really so travel all over and do it. I know, I know. I know. Oh, like, yeah. what? Well, one <laughs> show that's like my my obsession with 90 Day Fiance, aside, I'm not, um, it's suddenly, anyway, one show that's been getting like a lot of buzz, as the kids say, mm-hmm. is uh, Michaela Cole. I think that's how you pronounce Michaela, it. Michaela, yeah. Michaela, Mich- is it Michaela or Michaela? You can tell. I make it. I I'm change it up each it's, time. I'm assuming <laughs> Kayla only because I know I'm a Kayla, but I could be wrong. But anyway, so she has a show on HBO. It's a BBC production called "I Will Destroy You." So it's uh, my and, son. And you never saw chewing gum, which I loved. I did not. Okay, I'm so pissed about chewing gum because I read about it and I put it on my Netflix watch list and in a in something that is just a metaphor for how I live my life, instead of going back and watching it, I was like, oh, look, new shiny show, new shiny show, new shiny show. It'll always be there. And then I'm like, it's gone. I'll find it somewhere. Anyway, so we were discussing, she is like the girl of the summer. She's on the cover of New York Magazine. There's lots of stuff being written about her. She checks off a lot of boxes for the current, the way we are in the culture right now. She's young. She's black. Um, she's British. She's uh, Ghanaian, I believe. Yeah, Ghanaian. Um, her parents are from Ghana. Super smart, super creative, former evangelical Christian, which is interesting. Um, anyway, so she shows on HBO. And I started watching it, and you and I have very differing opinions about it. It's basically, it's very autobiographical, which I guess Chewing Gum was as well, right? You saw yeah. Chewing Gum, right? A little bit, but not really. I, I would yeah. say Chewing Gum was less autobiographical, because Tracy, I don't believe she's really Tracy. I think this yeah, is based I, on the experience that she had, and it's kind of just... Not, I would say it's based on the experience she had, but not really autobiographical and the way they're talking about all kinds of sexual assault and stuff. Listen, I don't unlike it. No, it is autobiographical. Yeah. She you, was she was raped. Yes, yeah, she was, but then a lot of the other things in the stories, I think she's wrote a story based around a similar experience to her, but I don't think yeah. a lot of the other things that are happening around it are about. I think it, that was the root of the story, and then she yeah. wrote all of this stuff around it. Listen, I don't I like it. I'm three episodes in, so I need to watch these last two that are available. It's definitely, um, and I like her, and I like her style of writing. It's, it's, you know, I have to get into it a little more. You know, I, I, I can see where it's going. It's like a psychological case study, and it's really, it's, it's, it's good writing, and it's kind of, it's an intense show in, in, in a certain Yeah, it aspect, is intense. You know? It is intense. Um, I will say that episodes four and five are very, I mean, it's been, episodes four and five are really start putting into place where I think it's going. So, um, 
you, I think, I think, I like, look, I like it a lot. I like, I like her. I think she's great. I think the supporting cast is great. I like the fact that it's so black centered, that it's so, it's yeah. very much a slice of life that we don't know in the United States. These are East London African immigrant black kids. And I like right. that, yeah. that it's really, it's sort of like top, um, top boy, you know, like we don't know. This is a whole different world to us. I just think that she's really interesting and I and I want to support women, obviously. I want to support yeah. women of color. And I just think it's a perfect show for this moment. And I've been reading about her and she's kind of the real deal. I mean she yeah. kinda is that girl. Like I I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think come back you know, tell me what you think of the next two episodes. But it is yeah. definitely heavy. It's not like a show you watch it and you go, Well that was fun. You watch and it I like and heavy. you go, Whoa, do you, you know, do you know what I appreciate the most about it? I appreciate that we're finally seeing different stories for black people. And yeah. we're we're allowed to tell these different stories because it's like you almost act like these things don't happen to us. All of our stories are always it's always either like woe is me or it's a slave story or something like she's a single mom and this is a young writer who's gotten this deal and it's like these are kids who are trying to do something her friend's an actor you know and and it's telling real human stories and it's like they happen to be black people but it's human stories not something that yeah come to me just let's talk when when you're done just off the record when you see episode four, because the focus is on Kwame on episode uh, four. Okay, cool. I like her yeah. friend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the 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 guy, the gay guy, and I think okay. it, I would really be interested in what not not that you're a spokesperson for, but because it's something I've never seen on a television show. It's something I've never seen explored. So just right. I would be interested in what you think about. It. And the music's great on this too. Music whoever does great. whoever does the soundtrack on this, kudos to them. And. Speaking of music, Courtney, mm-hmm. there's a woman that I know that you are that you are getting her name tattooed on some part of your body. I yes. just like to say <laughs> thank you to Jesse Ware because you know all of these pop kids have been coming with these records, and everybody's like 22 and sad. <laughs> They're all sad. Or exploring themselves, and they're like everybody's singing like "huda tada tuda pada hada hada huda hada." Oh yeah, and I'm like, like I'm like, what's like happening? I'm like, <laughs> twenty. What happened to let's pop it and go dancing? And then here comes Jessie Ware. She's like, Saint Jessie, I've come to save you. I've come to deign the world with a fabulous and glorious ten out of ten slice yeah. of pop heaven. Her album, What's Your Pleasure, is amazing. And I feel so bad that these, that this album has come out during a pandemic because in the summer right now, this album should be playing out of every bar and yeah, lounge for sure. and dance floor across the world. It is so 2 a.m. perfect, 3.45 a.m. perfect, getting dressed to go out with your friends, perfect. It is just perfect. And yeah. here we are having to listen to it alone in our houses. And it's the record I would love to see her singing live, you know, because these songs are so good. And I guess we'll have to wait till sometime in 2021 to, to see that. Well, you and I have both been fans of hers for a while. You and I both have a sort of secret love or not so secret love for the British soul girls and what I love about her is that every album is different but it's always her when she first started out she was kind of like more of a dubstep a little different a little and each album progresses she's like a grown-ass woman she's funny um these are the records Madonna keeps thinking she's making and she's (laughs) not listen you're gonna stop talking my girl Madonna I have to take up for her because Listen, right, have I loved the last 
bunch of albums. No, even though I really did like Madame X. But I'm like, you know, Madonna's a legend. Yes, she might have lost her way. And she posted a picture this week and I have a friend of mine who definitely knows who Madonna is. That who A friend of mine sent us on our group check the picture of her and a friend who definitely knows who Madonna is like, who is that? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, like, uh, I, you know what you I know. mean, though. I yeah. mean, I also get a, a lot of uh, Lisa Stansfield vibe off of yeah. Jesse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a nice grown-up record. It's sort of like we love Dua Lipa, and this is almost like if Dua Lipa's older sister decides to yeah, take a record. because what Dua Lipa gave you is a great – listen, I could, her and Gaga. Gaga delivered a full-on dance record, and right. hers is – Peak club, right? There's another one I feel bad for. These, her young queens should be spinning. It's like the way I used to be when it was a Madonna new record and popping on the dance floor all summer and they're being robbed of that. It's really sad. And Dua Lipa came with a great sort of 80s inspired dance moment, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I love the record. So, um, what's another record you're digging? I'll, you know, the Pop Coke album. I yes, mean, I was just going to say that. Oh, my God. Rarely have when they talk about, like, these hip-hop records and everybody bigs it up like it's coming, it's coming. And, you know, he died, so that brings more pressure and, and you know, what's it going to be? And does it always live up to that? You know, that's, that's for everyone to decide for themselves. But this more than lives up for it, which makes the story even sadder because you're like, okay, yeah. here's the ta- you see the talent there. It's not like the things he was saying was so – much different than everybody else, but he had a cadence that there, there, there was something there and it just makes it really, really slow. I mean, I really slept on him and I gotta be honest with you because I would hear like my student or kids talk about it and I'd be like, I am too old to listen to this shit. And then I would read stuff. He was really musically advantageous because he was like sort of taking from the UK and the Chicago drill stuff, which is much more guttural. He's a voice, man. I'm like, oh my God, like this, he does not sound like anybody else no yeah he's talking about which is is the key right that's the key yeah to have that unique thing where you and because so many of these guys they just they do they sound alike but he yeah didn't sound like anybody else no and and i know like it's it is sad um kudos kudos to steven victor who i remember when he was like a publicist somewhere and this he's his manager and been it is sad i mean it's always sad when somebody dies obviously but it's sad because yeah exactly like you said you can sit there and go oh shit there i mean you you could obviously tell from the singles you're always up and you're like oh yeah this is a yeah so i think it's a great record i'm glad uh, you like it too i decided the other day i was like i am 61 years old and i am listening to pop smoke <laughs> Listen, because what, what, what do we say all of the time, right? There's some music that seems really geared toward kids, and then there are others who just make really great music. And if you make great music, everybody can understand it. Everybody sure. will like it. That's what you want. If you you can make the thing that's geared toward young people, right? But understand, yeah. it's like your shelf life is going to be really short. And as you get older, if those are the only songs you have, when you're really grown, still trying to sing some young shit. It doesn't work the same. So what's your long-term plan? Yeah. Um, you um, want, do you want to talk about more records? Or do you want to get into our long-awaited, much-advertised? Oh, no, now we're 40, like we're almost now we're 46 minutes in. So we just might as well just keep going. Wait. Okay. Let's talk about how you do a protest record in 2020. The Chicks March March. Let me just tell you something. When I first, when they dropped the video, I was sitting in my computer and it just popped up. I was like, oh, the chicks have a new record. Okay, Dixie Chicks, to change your name to the chicks. All right, cool. I clicked on that and I probably watched that video like five times in a row. I just kept playing it over and over and over. Just the music, the musicality, the, the images that they chose, the, the lyrical content, Nellie Main's voice. And I was like, you know what? These are girls who have really gone through some shit and they did not come out of this cowering fools. They came out of this standing very tall and having a purpose and, and having a conviction. And I, I have to stand up and applaud that. I just thought, wow, this is how you do it. This is a great video. Cause it, we, we're hearing a lot of people putting out songs and protest songs for the moment, but none of them seem urgent. This was the first one to me that felt urgent and it, it spoke to the moment 
exactly where we are. Bravo. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really, it's a really good, um, definitely. And I like the fact that they're not really in the video, so it doesn't put the right. attention on the, on the white blonde right. woman. It puts the attention <laughs> on the issue. No, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, we don't need another, like, three uber white girls out there going, those are really bad. No, but it is, and I'm very excited to see, to see what it's going to like. I'll just briefly say that, no, it's, it's, come on, you know what I mean, right? I know exactly what you so, mean. <laughs> um, briefly, and hopefully we'll just talk about the Run the Jewels record, which is, oh. uh, they've always been poli- always yeah. been political, always, and it's one of those records where it's like, it just proves that this shit's been going on forever because yep. they didn't record it last week. They recorded it a few months ago. And the thing I love about it, among many things, is that it has a Gang of Four sample, which I'm like, right. wow, no one's ever sampled Gang This is great. Right. So that's another great record. Um, a musical reference right. to pull from. You know what I mean? What? And that's a real musical reference to pull from, a Gang of Four reference. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, that means you're listening. Yeah, I just think it's, I mean, I just think they're a good group. Um, they always have been a good group, and it's, it, it, it just sounds really great. I mean, so one of the, do you want to go into, do uh, you want to go into our long-awaited, or do you want to talk time. about? We don't have time. If we start that conversation, the show's going to go on another hour. It's oh, like, once again. God. And it's so funny. When we were talking about the subject, I said to you, I was like, watch. We're not going to get, like, by the time okay, we get. Okay, my idea. Okay. I'm, all right. I'm going to get you to commit to something on air. Here's my idea. Okay. okay. My idea is that uh-huh. we get together at some point. We do only covers. We will be forbidden to talk about it. <laughs> like, fucking forbidden. If we have to get two people to do the show for us, then we'll just feed them lines. Because we can't. <laughs> it's going to be like, no, I swear it's coming. No, really, I swear. You know what? It's taking us longer to do this cover show than it is for me to get my COVID test results back. <laughs> Fucking hell, I could be dead by now. Jesus Christ. What's taking so long? Jesus oh my God. Christ, it's a, you suck a How long could it take? I just, again, I felt like it wasn't that big a deal with the nasal swab. I could Everybody made that shit. I was ready to be like, oh, my God, they're going to pill my brain. I'm going to be really freaked out. When the guy was right. like, that's it. I was like, that's it. I was like, that's the way everybody talked about this, I thought I was going to be in here crying, curled in the corner. I'm like, that's it? Well, I told you what my doctor said, right? I mean, this was actually hilarious. So I was a big pussy about it the first mm-hmm. time, too. I just did the blood. And then I said, all right, this is ridiculous. Go back. So the doctor walks in. I went to City MD, mm-hmm. free. And he, mm-hmm. and he goes, he looks at me and he goes, Okay, I think I have finally figured out how to do this so it doesn't hurt. I went, what do you mean you finally figured it out? I said, you have done these before, right? And he goes, oh, yeah, I've done thousands of them. And I said, so why you, have you just finally figured it out? And he goes, no, because I've been really thinking about a way to make it so it's utterly painless. And I'm like, you're freaking me out here. So he goes, all right, pull down your mask. And he looks at my nose and he goes, all right, that nostril's bigger than the other. I'm like, you're totally freaking me out. And he goes, all right, here's what we're going to do. Here's the tissue. Your eyes are going to water as soon as I'm done. Ready? And I'm like, okay, sure. You know, bing. Literally, it's hurt more to have my cuticles trimmed. Right. And then, and I'm like, that's it? And he goes, that's it. And I went, my throat kind of hurts. He goes, that's what you want. He goes, that means I got enough of your brain matter to know <laughs> what your passcodes are on your computer. And oh, my God. jokes, Doc. <laughs> and it was fine. And now I just want to know so I can sort of have a, a semblance of a life. And, my and doctor read one of my chats and said, do you work in music? I said, oh, I retired from the music industry. Now I have a podcast. And he, he said, well, I listen to a bunch of podcasts. So he was doing the whole time, and I was talking nice. about our show. Nice. <laughs> Getting him to Courtney. sign up. Never, never missing an opportunity. Never miss a moment. Hey. I know how to find a man, a date, and listeners. For I'm gonna let you finish. I am very proud of you. Put that. It's like put down the swab, doctor, and sign the fuck up. Listen. Speaking of our podcast, we let's tell people where they can find this if they don't know, because you're much better at remembering this shit than I am. Oh. So where are we? Well, oh, wait, before that, what's your Megan McCain? What, what stupid shit did Megan McCain say this week? You know, it's been all repeat. So, like, there's it been has. no... Why? Yeah, been Why all, is it on well, repeat? It's, it's July. Oh, yeah. What's, <laughs> oh, yeah. What's 
July, though, when you never leave the house. <laughs> okay, I'm going to venture to say that the stupid shit Megan McCain said has been this entire fucking summer. <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. 2020 is like the kind of BD that doesn't go away. You can take the shot, but it just doesn't go away. (laughs) The gift that keeps on giving that you never wanted in the Uh, first place. It's so Um, horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. Well, remember, guys, uh, we're presented in partnership with Listening Party Presents. Uh, You can go to listeningpartypresents.co to their website, and you find our show, a bunch of other great content, Great shows. Follow Listening Party Presents on Instagram at Listening Party Presents. Follow us on Instagram at I'ma Let You Finish NY. Follow us on Twitter at Finish Ima. And go to our glorious Facebook page. Click like. Follow us there. We're always posting there. We're always talking there. We're there a lot. It's I'ma Let You Finish, all one word. And, um, you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast, Stitcher, Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify. We're everywhere, darling. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Like, like, like city MDs giving us COVID tests that the results <laughs> come in in uh, free. We're free. Yeah, real talk, people. Please go get tested. Listen, just yeah, really. the more you know. Like, I did it. You know, I did it just to know, just to, like, we don't listen. I know people listen to us from all over. We're a little shell shocked here in the tri-state area. The first couple of months here were really, really bad. And we're seeing what's happening around the country. And, you know, we're praying for you guys. We're thinking about you guys. Please stay safe. Get tested. Stay home. It's not a game. Wear a mask. Wear yeah. a Wear... fucking mask. You don't... It's not a political statement, man. You don't want it to be like it was here. Like, you guys just can't even imagine that. And if you have outbreaks in your town... Just wear a mask. You really don't want it to be the way it was here because going through that was, I think we all have a little bit of PTSD from living through A little? That. Why do you so, think we can't get to this cover show? Ever? Right. You know, every, time we hear the, every time we hear the word cover, we associate it with mask and right. being undercover, and right. then we don't want to leave the house, and we go, ah! It's very, very that. So, um, all right. Thanks. Thanks for rocking with us through this whole thing and all that stuff. Take us out, Amy. All right. Bye, Felicia. (laughs) Bye, everybody. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.